Girls and boys coming to you live. It's the first annual Short and Curly Debate. I'm your host, Patricia Carvellis. Now, please, welcome to the stage your candidates. We have ace fighter pilot and part-time vet Molly Daniels and prize-winning carpenter and just-okay clarinet player Carl Smith. Thank you, thank you, everyone. It's an honour to be here. Thank you. Tonight, they'll be taking on a topic that has divided families, nations, even the world. Should children be allowed to vote in elections? (gasps) They absolutely should. They definitely should not. Today's debate question was actually suggested by a listener. Seven-year-old Ben contacted us via our website. So thank you, Ben. Thank you so much, Ben. We love hearing your ideas for curly topics. Now, let's lay the ground rules for this debate. I want it clean and I want it fair. Each candidate will argue either for or against, and then at the end, you can decide who's made the best argument, Molly or Carl. Get ready for the pain train, Carl. Oh, I was born on the pain train. Destination, Molly loses. Oops, call the local news station because your train just got massively derailed. You two better get a bit more serious or I'll disqualify you both. Sorry. 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 You know, this debate is about much more than who takes a ride on the pain train. It's about what kind of say children should have in how we run the world. So without further ado... Let the battle begin. Carl, let's hear your opening statement. Thank you. Thank you. Tonight, I'll prove that it's a silly idea to let children vote, and they probably wouldn't even want to anyway. Molly, a brief statement from you. I think many of you will agree with me that kids should be allowed to vote and that they would make the world a better place. Tonight, I'm going to show you why. Before we go any further, let's stop for a moment and take our election pulse. And then later on, you can find out whether this discussion has changed your mind in any way. It's now time to pause this podcast and decide what you think right now. Should children be allowed to vote in elections? Hit pause now. Mr Smith, you've got the floor. Citizens of the world, if kids were allowed to vote, the nation would descend into chaos. They'd ban bedtime, they'd open the nation's lolly bank to give all the sweets away immediately, and they'd probably replace all cars with new puppy-powered buggies. It would be absolutely crazy. Loads of those things aren't even real, Carl. But they could be. The whole world would turn topsy-turvy with children in charge. Molly, your turn. Folks, don't listen to the shameless lies of my colleague. If children were allowed to vote, the world would not fall apart. They would make it better. They'd ban suits. The adults wouldn't know what to wear. Ladies and gentlemen, the first piece of evidence I'd like to share is that Carl clearly doesn't understand how voting works. What do you mean, Molly? Your example of children running wild and banning bedtimes, etc. You don't get to just suddenly ban things and do whatever you want when you have the power to vote. You vote for politicians, people to represent you in a parliament. 
and then those politicians shape how a country runs. So how is that any different? Well, in Australia, everyone doesn't just all vote on every single issue. We vote to elect people to make those decisions. And that is a Molly Daniels debate burn! Whoa, where did you get a guitar from, Molly? I had it taped to my back. Oh my God. Look, fancy guitars aside, let's hear from some of the real voters of the future from Maryland's East Public School. I think you'll discover, Molly, that more of them agree with me about whether children should be given the vote. Yes, because children should have the same right as an adult because we're all humans and it just would be more fair. Uh, I strongly believe that uh, children should not be voting because they wouldn't know what to do and who they're voting for. Every kid plus me. (laughs) (laughs) I think yes, because the government can care about the children because right now they're busy with, like, other things. See how some kids, like, get the groceries for their families? Because some kids are mature enough for that, but some kids won't understand the meanings of voting because it's much more complicated than going down to the shop and getting some groceries. Yes, children should vote because they might have different opinions than adults and probably the person they vote would be good. I don't believe that we should vote because kids are pretty immature and they don't really know why they're voting and why, why, like, what they could vote for. Well, you seem super mature and you don't think you're mature enough to vote? <laughs> well, um, I do seem super mature and stuff like that, but like in other cases I'm pretty silly and like I don't really want to get into like all the stress of voting just to like get my opinion out because I can still wait a few more years to get it all through my head. A lot of adults probably don't even know everything about politicians so I mean even when kids are just learning about them it's fair for them just to vote. Wow, even children are divided on whether they should be allowed near a ballot box. And remember, at the end of the show, we'll ask you to cast your own vote with your friends or family or classmates, or of course, you can just vote in your own head. We've heard from Molly and Carl today, but now I'd like to welcome to the stage two of our debate commentators, Matt Beard from the Ethics Centre and his advisor on voting matters, Amara Randava from Hurstville Public School. Thank you for having me. And I'm pretty happy to have some help keeping you two in line. Now, Matt and Amara, I ask you this. Kids aren't normally allowed to vote in places, and I'm guessing that's because there's some big problems with that. Probably ethical problems. It's not so much that there's ethical problems, Carl, as we have a set of ethical beliefs that shape our world, and they impact on what we think about the right to vote. When we think that someone has the right to do something, we think that that means they'd be able to use that right responsibly. And most people say that because young people aren't politically aware, because they haven't had so much education, that they're not able to think responsibly about politics and so they shouldn't have the right to vote. But I'm not sure that's true. Amara, tell me what you think. Do you think some of the people who are around your age, who you know, would be able to vote wisely? Well, it really depends on the person because I do have some friends who are very mature, think wisely and are able to make responsible decisions. But on the other hand, 
I do have other friends who make decisions upon how funny it is or what kind of reaction other friends will have or might even vote just to help another friend out. So there are some young people who you don't think would take voting seriously enough. Yeah, because when you do get older, you kind of understand what's important and what decisions you should make responsibly because children don't have the job. So if there are any things to do with the jobs, that doesn't impact the children. So that's why I feel like they won't be able to relate to whatever um, person in parliament would suggest I understand what you're saying, that some of these decisions won't affect young people as much, but at the same time, there are decisions politicians will make now that will affect you a lot more than they'll affect your parents. So is it unfair that you don't get to vote when your parents do? So you're saying that in the future, these decisions that the politicians now will make will affect me more than my parents, right? Yeah. Okay, so if that's the case, then... In this way, we do have need a say because we will have a much different opinion to our adults and a much different point of view, and that deserves to be heard. Well, it sounds like Amara is definitely wise enough to vote, but children aren't the only group that have been denied the right to vote in the past. Who gets to vote is usually a product of different attitudes of a society at that certain time. So in the past, women people from different racial backgrounds, and the poor have all been denied the right to vote. And even today, people who are in jail don't have the right to vote here in Australia. Okay, but we're we're not really talking about, like, race or wealth or gender here. We're talking about kids voting, and what they lack is maturity. The trouble with using a term like maturity to decide who gets to vote and who doesn't is that it's still adults who get to define maturity, and so they're going to define it in a way that suits them. And that's always the problem if we use education, if we use reasonableness. However we define what allows someone to vote, it's going to be done in a way that reflects the way powerful people already think. Thank you, Matt and Amara. You've both given us a lot to think about. Now let's cross briefly to Molly and Carl. They've been fidgeting and poking each other so much that I ordered them to work off some of that energy on the dance floor with a debate dance-off. May the person with the best moves win. Dancing, half fight, half dance. I can keep popping and locking all night, Molly. Look, it's the worm. Am I sweating or did I have a shower? Spoiler alert, it's all sweat. Hey, do you think we can just turn their microphones off for a while, you know, to protect what's left of their dignity? Molly and Carl are much worse dancers than I could have imagined. But while they tire themselves out or get injured, whichever comes first, here's a much more important question for you. So get ready in a second to stop this podcast for a moment to think about and answer this question. If children were allowed to vote, would it change the world? And if so, how? Hit pause now. (laughs) 
the dancing might not have been of a high standard, but as we head into the final part of our debate, Molly and Carl are ready to lay down their major arguments. We'll toss a coin to see who goes first. Carl, you've won. The coin toss, at least. Take it away. Hi, I'm Carl Smith. I'm a grown human man, and I've had a lot of time in my grown-up life to research politics so that I can make informed decisions when I cast my vote in elections. And trust me, it can be pretty boring doing all that reading up on different candidates and parties. I don't think children should have to be responsible for those decisions when they're out enjoying their youth. Go be young and free, kids. You'll have plenty of time to be a grown-up one day. So in the meantime, leave the boring stuff to old farts like me. So we've heard Carl's slightly sad argument about how boring it is to be an adult. So, Molly, what do you have to say? What's up? I'm Molly Daniels. Kids of the future, right? Right? Ha-ha! Pew, pew, pew! Do you want some boring old people making decisions that affect you? Blah! That seems unfair. You're the ones that have to grow up in the world they choose for you. I'm Molly Daniels, the coolest grown-up kid in the universe. And I say let kids vote for the world they're going to live in. Cowabunga! They are smarter than that. Thank you, Molly and Carl. You put a lot of effort into your campaigns. Now, whatever you think about voting, we still need to decide how old you should have to be to cast your vote. So 18, 20, 12... 72 or any other age. Over to you, Molly and Carl. So, Molly, if you think children should vote, what age should they be? What about babies? Don't be silly, Carl. I don't think babies have the ability to understand what voting even is. I mean, do they even realise they're human yet? Uh, I'm pretty sure, at least early on, that babies don't know where they end and the universe begins. Okay, so not a good starting point for voting. So then what age could children vote? Let's ask our Brains Trust what they think. I think it's really fun where it is because some kids don't want to vote because if they don't care about it, then why why would they bother even thinking about who they should vote for? I think kids at the age of 13 and over should be able to vote because I think year five and six, stage three, is where you learn about politicians. It depends what age too because some children, like under... 10 don't even understand some of the words that big grown-ups say and some are pretty smart so some would know. I don't believe that um, kids over 13 should vote because even though they learn it in school they still want to be free instead of worrying about all of the drama that's happening with the politics. I think that we should be able to vote at the age of 13 and over but it's not compulsory until the age of uh, 18 and over. Well, I guess it makes some sense if voting wasn't, you know, compulsory, as in, you know, if you didn't have to do it, then it could maybe work for people younger than 18. Uh Uh-oh. It sounds like Carl might be slipping over to Team Molly. Stop playing guitar. This is a debate. Isn't our host meant to keep that under control? Kids won't be sucked in by your guitar flourishes. They're smarter than that. The rules state that a candidate is allowed to play guitar in a debate 
if they're really good at it, which Molly is. Oh, yeah. Whoa, now she's just playing with her teeth. Ah, flossing, baby. I'd like to turn again now to the resident debate commentators, Matt and Amara. Hello. Hey. Society makes so many rules that children have to adhere to. They have to go to school. They're not allowed to drive. They can go to juvenile prison. But children don't get a say in how any of these rules are made. Surely that's unfair. The flip side of that, though, Molly, is that there are certain things that society doesn't require children to do, so they don't have to pay taxes. If they commit a crime, they don't go to adult prison, they go to a separate facility with different regulations and different people around them. So there are ways that society also gives advantages to young people. So, Amara, tell me what you think. Would you be willing to trade off some of the advantages about not having to get a job and not having to pay taxes in order to be able to vote? Not really, because although in the law children don't have a say... We do have things that are more local to us. For example, in our schools, we have things like school captains and ambassadors, and these things can really help us children have a real loud say. While in the government, we can't really have that much of a say as children. And I don't think I would ever trade in the advantages I have now just to vote in a parliament for someone else to speak in a different way to what I think. Amara, you're the real winner on Short and Curly today. Thank you. Molly, Carl, thank you for your contribution today. You've been great. And if you'll just shake hands, Molly. Fine, hold my guitar. I may just keep it, Molly. I'm a pretty awesome guitar player myself. Oh, yeah. But now on Short and Curly, it's time for your final decision about children and voting. Yep, if you're listening with friends or family around, then here's what we want you to do. We want each of you to argue your case, either for or against this question. Then we want you to vote on it. And then we'd love for you guys to write in and let us know what you think. And if you're listening to this one by yourself, why not bring this up with your family over dinner or in your classroom tomorrow and see what everyone thinks. So keeping in mind that you first have to come up with your argument why or why not, our question is, at what age do you think people should be allowed to start voting? Hit pause now. I'd like to take this moment to thank everyone for a mostly polite and interesting discussion, mostly, even if Molly did try and use her guitar skills to sway our young voters. But who won? This debate isn't about me deciding whether either of you wins or loses. It's about how our listeners vote amongst themselves, with their friends and their family, or just inside their own heads. Wait, what? Neither Carl or I get to win? Then why have we been doing this? Maybe, you know, to stimulate conversation and challenge how we do things? Well, that's very high and mighty of you, but there's no winner? This is so lame. I'm going to have a word to the producer of this show, Kyla Slavin. I can't believe she wouldn't let one of us win. Exactly. Especially as it would have been me. But despite my competitive disappointment, we must remember our manners. 
and say thank you to the very excellent Patricia Carvelis for agreeing to host today's debate. Matt's wise co-commentator today was Amara Randava from Hurstville Public School. And a big, big thank you to the clever kids from Maryland's East Public School for doing the hard thinking for us today. Eliza, Kongtet, Karima, Jimmy, Christina and Thurzawin. Carl, you know I don't want this debate to divide us, even if there is no official winner. Molly, you must realise it's never really me against you. It's always me and you and your guitar against the world. Carl, I agree. You are important to me. But sometimes when you believe in something, you just have to pull out all stops to win. So I say vote yes, short and curly listeners. Vote yes. Uh, Wait, wait, what? Vote for me, vote for me, vote for me. Vote for me, vote for me, vote for me. Ah, that's a vote for... Well, for me... That's right, friend.